in gold. It's cool. I've always Who's been that? a fan of gold accents. Me too. Who's Atlanta's coach now? Um, that guy. Yeah. Oh, you know him. Uh, Gabriel Hensey. <laughs> Jim Cur- or, uh Yeah. Wait, J- Jim Curtin's hoodie that he's wearing is funny. I heard um, he also created Garfield. <laughs> Jim Curtin. <laughs> and on that note, welcome to episode 45 of Off the Crossbar, a Real wish, Salt Lake podcast. Yeah, Real Salt Lake that I wish had gold instead of yellow is our third color. As I'm looking through this gold, I'm just like, although we've got quite the Spain thing going on. Trevor, I don't know if you noticed or when you watched on that broadcast, did they show our like warm up jackets that we were wearing? I didn't see them. They're very Spain. Spain. Very right Spain. Now. Like we look like Full Spain out up. there. Yeah. Full zip up like all the way. Um, just the classic. They look really nice. But with the blue shorts, too, it just looks we look very Spainy out there. Honestly, better than Spain because our shade of red is better than than Spain's. But anyway, hello. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> Hi guys. I'm how's uh, how's how's things? Things are good. Good. Trevor, how are things with you? Things are uh, things are good. Um, <laughs> that was unconvincing. They're, they're okay. <laughs> No, I um, I've had things happen in my life, but they're incredibly boring. Do you want to hear about them? Yeah, let's do social hour right. So, show, social hour. Let's do social hour right now. Go. All right. So here's the situation with where I live. Okay. I don't have like just because of the configuration of like the neighborhood and the street that I live on and the home like plot of land that we are on. Yes. We don't have like any curb at all in front of our place. You don't have right? any curb. What does that? What, what do you mean? I How mean, do you not like, have any curb? So from Utah our front County. yard, there's <laughs> the driveways on the left. Okay. Right. And then on the, f- I'm going to call it the front side of the front yard where the curb normally would be is the neighbor's yard. Cause our road kind of like tees off or corners. It Got goes it. into a corner and we're okay. in the very corner. So just in front of our front yard is our neighbor's driveway and front yard. And the driveway is all the way on the left side of the front yard. And on the left side of the driveway is the other neighbor's yard. Right. Which they have like a curb, but our <laughs> only like access to the road is the driveway. So we don't really have a curb or like a place to park on the street. The place that we have is the fence by our neighbor's backyard, but that's not really like ours, you know, but that's where we park. But the problem is our neighbors on the other side um it's a duplex and one of the people that live there is like a mechanic and he brings a lot of cars home and works on them at home and it's also a duplex so they already have like three or four vehicles there but then he has like four or five extra vehicles at any given time that he's in some state of working on and those are all parked on the street in front of his place and in front of the fence next to our place okay i could see why this would be a problem for you Yeah, so we've got a driveway that's too wide, so we can fit two cars comfortably, get in and out, no problem. The problem is we have three cars. So historically, I've parked on the street, but because of my neighbors having so many cars, usually we have to park like across the street and down a few, because that's the only space. So my car is usually parked across the street and down a few most of the week. I don't usually use it during the week because I've got the company truck. 
that stays in the driveway. Right. right. My roommate's car also stays in the driveway, and that's usually how it is. I got sick of leaving my car two houses down, so we started to move. On the weekends, I pull the company truck like all the way to the front of the driveway and just use a space behind it for my car to go run errands and take my kid around and do all the weekend stuff that we do. And then after the weekend, I go and park it down the street. Change that. So now I'm parking my car all the way up at the front of the driveway and then the company truck behind my car so I can get in and out throughout the week. And I don't usually use my car during the week. So I thought that'd be totally fine. Day one, I needed to go to the store. Which means I needed to take the company truck out of the driveway, move my car out of the driveway, put the company truck back in the driveway, then get back into my car, go to the store, run some errands, come back. Then I needed to get out of my car, move the company truck out of the driveway, move my car back all the way to the front, and then move the company truck back behind my car. So oh, terrible I an, idea. I have a solution for you, Trevor. Yeah. What's that? Have you, have you thought about not having a roommate and kicking them out? Then you'd have two spaces. <laughs> He's a nice guy. He's very nice. And he listens also, to the pod, so absolutely not. Oh, no. <laughs> I, think, I think more than that, cars are just a mistake. Also, Prisbelko, Shabelko or whatever, just scored for Philadelphia, which is a good goal. Um, he's a really good number nine for them. Um, so they're like for sure advancing, right? Doesn't that make it 4-1? Yeah, yeah they're yeah. already 3-1 on aggregate. They scored three goals in Atlanta. Yeah, but yeah, right. car, cars were a, a mistake. I, I I don't like cars. I um, agree. I'm not but, opposed to yeah. that idea, but I definitely like need one for work because I drive all over the place Chinook all the time. And just, you could rearrange your car situation using a Chinook helicopter with one of those oh, yeah. magnet magnetic things that it attaches to the hood of a car and lifts like a maglev airborne. I, I don't know if that's a real thing. I just do it in Grand Theft Auto when I played that game like years ago. But you would <laughs> oh, yeah. pick up a car and take it away. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be real. That's a very realistic game. I think you could so. Also get a, you could also get a lift. I've been in customers' homes where they have like a two-car garage. And they need room for a third car, so they just install a mechanics like lift in their garage, pull a car up onto the lift, lift it all the way up, and then they park their other car, like their daily car, underneath it. Huh. Wow. It seems like a very expensive solution to (laughs) just simply just park your car in the driveway behind behind the garage. Yeah. You can't do that, though. Well, I mean, that is a good social hour update to hear about your... uh, driveway situation I, I wish i could do something to alleviate that that pain but is there anything positive that's been going on trevor you've been watching any good shows you're playing any good games you know the normal stuff that we do i mean nothing out of the ordinary still working my way through ozark and nice. i did start playing far cry 5 again okay this is like the fourth time through so really this time it's just about just killing cult members right which yeah, that's in fun. Montana that's or whatever. Yeah, in Montana, and it's just in like Montana. religious cult people, like As Doomsday, we do. end of the world. That's right. Type. Is there anything else in Montana besides that, and like big oil rigs? You know. Yeah, there's a couple national parks. I oh, went yeah, to this enough. guy. I was the last time I was in. I was in Montana. Um, there's this man who. Uh, my friend at the time, he went to school in Missoula. And he would always talk about this man named Uncle Uncle Carl, who lived in the forest, made his own whiskey, and had a wolf farm. And I was like, this seems like a lie. Turns out it wasn't, because I went to Uncle Carl's place, 
he huh. uh, he made he made alcoholic beverages uh he made he he made like a whiskey some other stuff like um he made it illegally for a long time at some point started making it legally and started selling it in montana um huh but he lives out in the middle of nowhere in the forest in montana and he literally like has like a wolf sanctuary where he has like raised wolves that i don't know how or why but it was very uh it was real so i met uncle carl um and i can't remember what his distillery is called but he just uh it was it was quite the experience so that happens in montana as well um fair enough but yeah that let's see so i might as well say my social hour so i um let's see what's been going on i oh i played indoor soccer yesterday for the first time in like i haven't played indoor in like maybe 10 years i think how was it (laughs) it was good so (laughs) i have a friend who his team i i I texted him at one point i was like hey i knew he's on a team i was like if you need a sub ever like just just let me know because i'm just like want to go play soccer really bad and so he texted me yesterday and he was like we need a sub tonight i was like sweets so went and showed up at soccer wait sports city or whatever in south jordan sports city it was soccer city now it's sports city because they were really limiting themselves by calling it Soccer City. Because also the site of Joao Plata's was it 2014, like near season ending injury during preseason. What at Soccer City? Oh yeah, did you not, did did their, you not know this? No, they did the their first was... training indoors, which you know, okay, uh, at Sports City, then Soccer City, and that's where Plata did his ACL or knee or I thought he, like, whatever broke his foot or something. Maybe he broke his foot. I don't know. He, I remember him being on Injured crutches. His body. Yeah, it was like wow. they did their like preseason like the first Why? day where they do like the beat Why did test. They do that? And then I think it was just during like some scrimmaging like afterwards well, that, they were just Yeah. That would have been before soccer, we had the academy. So you got super injured. Yeah. And wow, I think before that's... they had the big uh big indoor facility at the U, right? Yeah. My goodness. That is that's nuts. So yeah, so I played there. <laughs> it was it was fun. It was great. So we we played against this team who um so from from kickoff there were it, it's really hard to, to to describe this team, but they they appeared to be mostly family, I think. So there was like um there appeared to be a patriarch of the family. Then there was like a son and then like a younger kid. And the son was probably in his, um, probably in his like, like mid thirties or so. And then the kid was probably in his late, he's probably like 19 and the son and this like late teenager were really good. And there were, um, like some girls on this team as well. There were like a couple like really overweight women. <laughs> and then there was like a couple girls who like looked like they played soccer like recently. Um, and they were good too. And this son, the, the, um, probably would have deemed himself the captain of this team. Like from kickoff, he started like juggling the ball. And I was like, Oh no. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be like this then. <laughs> and then, um, 
and he was super lazy but he was obviously like really he was really talented like he was really good on the ball he had like good skill moves or whatever but he like he would just sit there with the ball until someone would come guard him like really closely and then try to like do moves and then pass it and so this younger kid who was really good was like getting really angry at this guy for not passing him the ball ever. And he was, and and this dude was getting like way mad at the rest of his team for like little things. I was like, well, you're not, you're like barely trying. I like it was really, it was a baffling situation. Um, and so clearly he wanted somebody to like guard him closely. So I, I took it upon myself to become this guy's ne- nemesis during the game. This is <laughs> I started the like, yeah and so anytime he had the ball i was just like pressing him super hard and just like being really annoying and obnoxious and um because i haven't i've had i have not been given the opportunity to play against strangers in soccer in a long time and i just really wanted to get in like some sporting beef and so he was just like uh he was he was immediately annoyed at me from like the beginning but he was like juggling the ball he was being such a such a d bag i was so i was so frustrated with him from the beginning and then so he was just he was just the worst and he was mad at his own team he was like yelling at them like weird stuff i was being way nicer to his team than he was like i was i would like tell their their keeper who was this like kind of older dude probably like early 40s i would tell him like good save and stuff (laughs) and this guy was just way mad at the rest of his team the whole game so there were a couple like little dust up moments where like he and I got in like a little bit of like a physical spar over the ball a few times. Sometimes he uh, kept possession. Sometimes I won the ball. Um, I got called for a foul pretty early on and he was like, he did the classic, like, sir, sir. Like he was like trying to get on like the good side of like this, like ref who, I mean, you're refing indoor soccer. Like they, They barely have to do anything. And he was and so the ref called like a foul on me a couple uh, like pretty early on. And then in the second half. So we were like destroying this team. I was playing with some kids who were who were pretty good. And um, I didn't realize how much time was left, but we were up like 12 four or something. And there was like two or three minutes left. And this the the younger kid who who was super good and then the this dude who was good they started like trying really hard at the ends like they were they were like pressing super hard tr- like both of them were trying to score constantly Me, like compared to the first half where the older issue dude was just kind of sitting in the back and like trying to shoot from like 50 yards away it was just really <laughs> annoying and and so they they both were like pressing up forward quite a bit towards the ends and so i started playing like tougher defense on them towards the ends and me and the younger kid, like he, he was really good, um, had a, had a couple moments where, like, we were challenging each other for the ball, um, and the, at the at, at this one moment, uh, there was like a 50-50. I won it, and then he got like a deflection, and he won the ball back, and he was like running right towards goal, and I was just on his side, and he was about to beat me, so I just wrapped him up. I just gave. I just was like. No, I'm not letting you shoot that shot. I'm like, no, I don't want you to shoot that shot. You're gonna, see, you're probably gonna score. I was like, I don't want, I don't want you to score. <laughs> and they got so mad at me for doing that. Like the kid was like, kind of freaking out a little bit. Like he, he was fine. And I was like, and I just started laughing really hard because they were so mad. And I was like, dude, it was a tactical foul. And the older guy was like, tactical foul? You're up twelve to four. Why would you need a tactical foul? And I was like. 
I was like, why are you trying so hard if you're up 12 to four? I was like, well, you're, you're going to lose. <laughs> like, it's the same logic here. Like, why are you, you're not going to win. So why are you trying? I was like, I know we're going to win and I'm just trying. And so anyway, I got a blue card for, for my, for, for, for wrapping him up. And then, beautiful. yeah. So I was like, dude, it's a technical foul. And, and then the ref was like, showed me a blue card or whatever. And the dude was like, you're done. Get out of here. Get out of here. I was like, dude. <laughs> it's okay it's it's fine and so after the game after the game ended i was like i I was still in the in the penalty box or whatever and i like came out i was like talking and i was just like telling everyone good game whatever and the last person i was telling good game to was the guy who was really mad at me and i was like oh well first when i when i said good game to like the younger kid i was like Hey dude, sorry for sorry for the tactical foul. <laughs> All right, I just said, "Hey man, sorry for for wrapping up." It's like I I clearly didn't hurt anyone or anything. I was just like, "I'm not letting you shoot this ball." Like I'm just sorry. <laughs> like that's not going to happen. And and so he's like, "Oh, it's all good." And then the other dude, I was like, "Good game." And he was like, "Tactical foul. Tactical foul." I kept saying it over and over again. I was like, Dude, I was making a joke. Like, clearly, like, it's not that tactical of a foul for winning by that much. I just didn't want him to score. And he was so mad. And then, like, we walked by them on our way out, and he was still, like, ranting about it. I was just like, oh. And so, I, the main reason I felt bad is because I joined my friend's team, <laughs> and I made, like, this huge scene with this guy. And I got a, <laughs> a blue card. And, like, I was, like, the guest of the thing. Anyway. So that, that sounds like yeah. every indoor soccer game yes. ever. So I guess that's, yeah. that's pretty great. Kyle, I know you haven't played indoor soccer in a long I time, know. but I promise you every old guy that's on a team with a bunch of younger kids, that's how they are. Like that, yeah. that's, that's textbook. And I, and I was, and I was like, I was like, this is exactly how I remembered playing. Like, cause my, my, the teams I played on growing up, like during the winter, we would play wind or wind or we would play winter indoor as a team together. So, I mean, we, we, it was like pretty competitive and we play like, you know, it was, it was pretty intense. And I was like, this didn't feel like anything out of the ordinary like me just like grabbing this kid just to tell to say you're not shooting this ball like it's not that big of a deal and uh they were acting like i shot someone on the on the turf so anyway that was a blast i had a good time scored scored some nice goals uh you know played some nice passes to my friends we had a good time um Um, if mr tactical foul is listening to this podcast please tweet at oh us oh my gosh that would be it. yeah if if you if you are an rsl fan and if you follow anything rsl soapbox you listen to this podcast i'm i'm not sorry <laughs> but like i'm just wondering why you're so mad it was so strange to see you be so mad i'm now i'm talking to you directly why were you so mad at what i presume is your family like we were all just there to have fun it was like a monday evening in at soccer city this was apparently like the lowest division of the of the um indoor leagues too i was like it's i mean it's not that big of a deal we're all we're all friends here but uh anyway so sorry ish sorry i made you so mad but anyway other than that continued watching that hunter's show about the nazis (laughs) and uh, it's pretty good um it's pretty decent uh let's see (laughs) that we've just been packing up our apartment we delayed our move by a couple weeks um we move out on tuesday I hate packing. Um, yeah, 
I think that's about it, you know? Nothing too crazy for me. That was really long. It's already, we're like 20 minutes in, and only Trevor and I have gone. Matt, what's going on with you, man? All right, so I know my boss listens to this podcast, and he's going to be disappointed to hear that I'm considering a career change to Pokemon photographer. Um, because I got new Pokemon Snap, and I've been playing it a fair that amount. out? And it is fantastic. Kyle, how can uh, you how can you be as online as you are and not have known that Pokemon Snap dude, came out? I've been trying to stay like semi less. Oh my goodness! Wait, <laughs> on the Switch? Yeah, on the Switch. Sorry, Matt. And looks like Kyle's going to be online for a little bit. So yeah, that, that's fine. Wow. Uh, so I've taken a lot of Pokemon photos, and uh, yeah, I've I've uh, leveled up several times. Dude, I've, the I've original scored, like, three was like so. amazing. Yeah, it was a great, what a great game. game. And uh, they've converted to a great modern game. Um, I was actually really surprised. I was I was worried it would be kind of a one to one. Like, it's the same game, but no, I think they they did a nice. really nice rendition of it. That's cool. And, uh, what a what a cool game. That was honestly one of my favorite N sixty four games. Yeah, it was really good. I don't know how much it pays, uh, so I might need to start a GoFundMe to. Yeah, kickstart my new uh, career path. But wow. other than that, um, let's see. Last episode, you heard from my dad. Uh, <laughs> I am back in Salt Lake City now. That's right. And uh, I'm, yeah. Uh, oh, I've got plants coming tomorrow. Well, I'm going to go pick them up. But what kind of plants? I've got like ten types of peppers. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, four of them are super hot. Uh, ten inclu- types of. <laughs> This yeah. man is ordering 10 types of <laughs> peppers. That's amazing. Um, got like five or six varieties of tomato, uh, some cucumbers, uh, cascade okay. hops. So if either of you are wanting to homebrew with some local hops, let me know. They wow. apparently grow really well here. Um, and I'm, you know, and, and they're like a beautiful flowering plant and also tasty. So that's kind of my social hour is... Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a couple of days off this week and work in the garden. Wow! Like work with my hands. It's very strange. That's kind of worried about it. As opposed to the uh, normal thing you do, which is not working with your hands. Yeah, I mean, I do work with my hands, but in a different capacity, a less straining way. Unless we're talking carpal tunnel, which <laughs> I understand is a thing. That is, from what I've been told. We're talking about computers, right? Yeah. Okay. Something like Just that. Tre- Trevor. <laughs> Have you seen the, the episode of The Office where Michael podcast. was talking about the dangers of the modern office? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When he yeah. says he's going to jump off the building onto the uh, blow-up castle. The bounce house. <laughs> oh, I did, see, uh, I did see quite the bounce house while it was in Arizona. I don't think I talked about that on pod last time. Um, <laughs> it had uh, probably 10 blow-up American flags. Um and like a big eagle. <laughs> oh, wait, is this the one that we saw pictures of? Yeah, you saw a picture of it. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was kind it of was amazing. A thing. That's awesome. And in the foreground of the photo, I, I think it's a different house entirely. But there is a a big black truck with uh, flames painted on the hood. Oh, so you know, it's perfect. That was that was my experience in Arizona, and I'm pleased to be home. Yeah, that is. I'm. I, I bet you're glad to be home. That's. <laughs> pretty horrifying <laughs> horrifying yeah. stuff down there. and it was like 92 degrees that's in even more horrifying although it's may yeah. now so i guess it wasn't mid-april anyway you get the idea yeah should we talk news you know i think we could go ahead and do that 
Hey, real quick, our, I wanna, uh, can I can I close social hour real quick? I forgot yes. something else I did. You may went to a bar for the first time in like a year and a half. Dude, and, I went uh, to a restaurant. It was crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of it was fun. Crazy. I, I miss it. it we went to, when I say it was crazy, we to, I just meant it was crazy to be there. It wasn't like a crazy like I went to Taqueria Twenty Seven. I think I mentioned that, but yeah. yeah. It's not like you went to Chuck E. Cheese or something. <laughs> I went to Chuck Arama <laughs> and then Chuck oh, E. Cheese. Oh. Did the the Chuck a double on a Friday night? Sorry, continue, Trevor. I was just gonna say I have a friend. Oh, yeah, who, you went to Quarters, right? Yeah, we went to well, we started at Proper by or Craft by Proper. I think it's the one in Sugar House on Twenty First South. Um, my buddy works yeah. there and took me there and then we went to quarters and then we went to beer bar and then I don't remember most of the rest of the night, but I know we ended up home safely. So nice. We had a good done. time. Um, next uh, time you're so close to my house, come say hi. Is, uh, is craft by proper the one that has like the nice, like, um, uh, it's like really long and skinny and they have like a downstairs as well. I don't know about a downstairs. Um, but it is kind of long and skinny. I think you just didn't see the downstairs. I went there the last. I went there to watch an RSL game with like the RSL show boys. Um, oh my goodness! Wait, did we play last season before the season was cut off because um, of COVID? Did we play an away game after we, the home opener? After I thought we played one before. Maybe it was before. I thought we I opened think- at home in the second week. Okay. And then we had then, an away then, game and then the season was over. And maybe it was the away opener that I went there with with Jake and Mitch uh, and Josh was there. I don't think Andy was there. Um, it was a leap day, if that means anything. Ooh, it February doesn't. 29th but, against uh, Orlando ESPN City. 700 was broadcasting from that. So, like, um, Spano was there too. But uh, yeah. That might have been at like like the, the actual proper brewing. There's like proper brewing, which is. I think closer to downtown. And no, it was in Sugar House. It was, it was like in Sugar House. Was, okay. Yeah. Maybe I just didn't see. It looked like it was a single level, like no stairs. Anything. Yeah. It's kind oh. of a small place. It would surprise me if they were broadcasting wait. radio from there. But dude, wait. Now I'm looking at pictures of this place. Yeah. It most was of it these. Pl- yeah. Okay. Most of these pictures is wait. Yeah. Most of these pictures are from downstairs. Like they've like arcade games. Uh, at craft yeah that's downstairs right like you said i didn't go downstairs i didn't see it downstairs so yep that's maybe i didn't get is. the full experience you didn't yep this is it i think that's where it was yeah Gonna anyway have to do it again i guess wow yeah downstairs is where the arcade games are um but uh yeah that was i think that was the last time i saw jake to be honest in person weird that's been like a year and a half or wait about a year and a couple months you're in change yeah is it, yeah, year in March. Yeah. It, wow. Anyway, so anyway, let's talk some of the news. All right. So uh, the only news item we've got is that rumors have emerged that we are interested in acquiring one Jonathan Menendez. Joni. Joni. Three, three guesses which position of need he fills. Center back. No. Ah, uh, ooh, mm. that's a good position Attacking to need, though. We, we definitely need a new center back. Yeah. Also, no, he must clearly be a left back. Then, no, unfortunately, not. What? Pretty close. What, what though. position does he play, Trevor? <laughs> this is uh, apparently an attacking winger. 
<laughs> yeah, most of the plays on the left also plays forward and right winger. Yeah. So, um, and I'd like to get in the implications of this, but I think uh, I, I have a couple of discussion points at the bottom here that you'll see I in the doc. Suggest that we bring those up. Or should we talk uh, about the match first? Let's let's talk about the match. I was going to say that the implications that it brings up are kind of self-evident at this point. I think so, too. So, so we can definitely talk signing, about it, but I don't want to spend 30 minutes on it. Right. So sure. he's a winger. He it's plays for Independiente ever. in Argentina. Um, he is uh, pretty highly regarded. I think we've made supposedly have an offer on the table for him. Um, Independiente might be shopping him around a little bit, but uh, this is a real thing <laughs> that might happen. Um, he's one point something million and change. Uh, pretty wild to see us just be. I mean, clearly we've got some money I, in the bank to be able to do something like this. We I guess, yeah, we no longer have Kyle and Nick on the books, which frees up some money, but um. This Listening be, to the RSL show talk about like what Elliot's been doing. This man sounds like he's been just stashing Tam and Gam away in the mattress for a long time. Yeah, and maybe we had non-discretionary Tam that we hadn't spent. Yeah. Um, but but one point some odd million is a lot, right? It is a lot. And that's and just that's, for uh, a transfer fee, isn't it? That's before salary? Yeah. I mean – yeah, theoretically. Well, I guess transfer fee, do, do they still roll that into like the roster? They do. Designate, it, like, yeah, spot? it might. Yeah, they do that. And that's oh, why we've had the like, yeah. It really <laughs> it's is. such a stupid okay, rule. So, yeah. So that's a real thing that might happen. But let's talk about the game. So then we can talk about the implications yeah. of yeah. potentially signing a winger. Um, so we played sport in Kansas City over the weekend. Uh, at the weekend. At the weekend, as one Arlo White would say. Um, and Matt and I enjoyed the game together from the press box. Trevor was notably absent. Uh, we'll be taking my place this upcoming Friday, probably. Um, Just make sure you RSVP, Trevor. Yeah, please RSVP, Trevor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it was That has crossed my Um, mind like six times today, and I just keep forgetting. Yeah, so it was it was the home opener. We played Sporting Kansas City. It was uh, noon noon game. It was a beautiful day, not too hot. Um, yeah, it was kind except of the for the heaters, day. except for the heaters that were on in the press <laughs> box. The heaters were on. It was it was ridiculous. Um, Apparently, they were flushing. I don't know what that means. I have no you have idea to flush how these out all the work, hot air that is yeah, definitely you, just. The air just out. stays there. You got to flush it out and replace it with new air. I'm, yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah. But I mean, I guess like if it's coolant, if they said it was supposed to be cooling. So maybe if it's coolant and it, so, you know, some sort of machine is making heat and pushing it through, but something's got a coolant. Maybe the coolant was not flushed. I don't know. I, I'm just making up words now, I think. Yeah. Uh, I am clearly not an HVAC guy. <laughs> you do your best, though. So I did install a window air conditioner in this room, and uh, it is not running now. I'll have you know. <laughs> that is good to know. <laughs> yeah. So, Trevor, did you watch the game live? I did watch the game live, but here's okay. the problem with the way my brain works. I have to, like, get okay. back into the mode of me watching the game in order for me to, like, remember anything that happened. 
Okay, so that's fine. Give me a second, and we can talk no about worries. it. But no, I okay. definitely did watch it live. It was a good game, a lot of fun. Good it, players it doing good things. So the first half was the majority of the first half was pretty frustrating. So we were dominating the the majority of the possession like well the whole game but really in the first half we had the vast majority of of the possession but the problem is that it felt very empty for quite some time really up until i i hate to say this but until aaron herrera went out of the game is kind of when things shifted yeah yeah i mean that you if you look at the timeline of events like we gave up a goal in the basically in the middle of aaron herrera's time on the field Mm-hmm. Uh, we made a change, uh, got yeah. him off the field for injury concern, presumably. Mm-hmm. Although it's, I'm still a little suspicious. Yeah, uh, we got a yellow card, and then things just picked up from there. Yeah, so we, it, it was the it was the exact opposite of the Minnesota game in that th- they were dominating us on possession, and our big chances came on the counter. We were. Our possession was really aimless until we got scored on, really, and until Aaron Herrera went out when we essentially were just passing the ball around the the back line, left to right, left to right, left to right, until we would give it away. We weren't getting Rubio, Rubin really involved. Anderson Julio had a couple looks on the left side, um, but it was pretty empty possession for most of that first half. Then in that empty possession and being kind of aimless and uh, – you know, uh, purposeless with the ball led to a pretty key t- turnover on, I believe it was Aaron Herrera's side. And then the ball yeah, was, was quickly switched to the right side of um, Sporting Kansas City's attack. It came down the right side really quickly and very easily because Donnie Toya was who knows where. And Marcelo Silva was on that side. And they beat... Um, our center backs with a pretty simple dummy and Alan Polito buried a shot pretty early. I think maybe 30th ish minute. I can't remember. It was prior to that. Oh, it was 17th. Yeah, it was pretty early. 17th. Okay. Minute, and then Aaron Herrera minute. came out in the 30th. Okay. That's, uh, and that's when things really shifted, but um, yeah, so they scored on us with a pretty, pretty textbook counterattack from like a really stupid giveaway and then just being completely unprepared for the attack. And then Aaron Herrera went out with what we were told was a quad issue. Yeah. So I'm still skeptical of that. Not, not that I think he didn't have an issue. Um, It makes me wonder if they said, all right, we're going to start you go as long as you can. And then we'll sub you when you can't. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that was a, the right decision. It, I mean, it, everything worked out in the end, so I, I won't complain. Yeah, I don't know if it was either, because apparently he's... Did they say that he wasn't feeling right from, like, the warm-ups or whatever? Yeah, that may have been it. Yeah, and then um, on their goal, he... Like, it, Alan Plato was essentially on the left side, um, their left side, our right side, and Aaron Herrera had already kind of given up on the play, so... I think it was definitely time to get him out of the game. So he was replaced with Andrew Brody, um, who impressed during preseason. Trevor, I know you in particular were very impressed with Andrew Brody in preseason. Yes. And he comes in <laughs> looking like a just like a really good winger who was also playing in a defensive position. Um, and after like a really nice uh, spell of possession Pablo plays a beautiful through ball to Andrew Brody. 
who made a nice run to get in behind their left back plays just the most like perfect cross you can ever play to a late arriving um, six foot tall uh, number 10 Demir Krylock who headed home just like just it was just cake and it was perfect and it was it was a late run again right you keep talking yes. about the late runs from Demir Krylock yes being where and he's most why, valuable and he made it from the right position exactly and I'm just happy to see him making um this run from I mean so I, that that type of run is exactly why I wanted him playing like the number eight role um, playing a central mid position instead of the central attacking mid position. But the thing is, is that when we have Anderson Julio on the field and Rubio Rubin, it puts less pressure on Demir Krylock to get forward quicker as he has in the past when he's generally playing a number nine role or essentially like a false nine role because we don't have a true number nine in the game. So like when he's playing behind a non-true number nine, like a Corey Baird, we've seen Demir Krylock get forward a lot more and quicker than he i think is than he should be yeah and i think this was a good example of him arriving late and then we see him subbed in like the 60th minute right because he's he's spent all his energy in the first half trying to yeah. keep up with Corey baird but you're right i think we've got a much faster team right now uh rubio rubin is clearly pretty fast he's not like meteoric yeah uh, anderson julio is incredibly fast although uh, I think we had a little bit of a, a coming back to earth uh, with Anderson Julio this time around. And I'm curious what you guys thought of, thought about his performance and uh, if there was anything. I mean, I, I don't think I was disappointed particularly. Right. Um, yeah. So there was one moment. Provide? Yeah. So um, so we score. We get to halftime tied 1-1, which um, was was fine. It wasn't super ideal, but I was still – not super pleased with how we played in the first half just because of our the amount of possession we had. We seemed like we were unable to break down defenses in a way that you would hope when you have that much possession. And that's and that's a that's a thing that a lot of teams struggle with is that like when you have so much of the ball, how do you make it meaningful? And so second half starts um, and very quickly we're off to the races and uh, where Rubio Rubin plays an incredible cross to Anderson Julio who has a wide open header on the goal and just like completely misses it like very badly. And it wasn't over, right? Like over, you can kind of get like the angle was weird. No, it was or wide. It was, yeah. He was what, <laughs> like three feet away. Yeah. 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 And it was it spun out completely wide and it was sort of amazing. Like I don't think he yeah. scripted better than that. Yeah. It would have been harder to do that than get it on target. So I, it it is a it is a bit of a come to earth moment. He also picked up a bit of a of a knock. I think he had some tightness in his calf or something like that, um, and I think just had a precautionary measures. They they pulled him out of the game at some point, but um, I wasn't disappointed with him. It was just kind of like uh, I th- I think maybe his strength is 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 counter attacking. Um, he had some couple of moments in the first half that I thought like could have gone a bit better, but I, I wasn't disappointed, but it was a bit of a come to earth. I mean, he didn't score, uh, two goals again. So, um, yeah, for shame, Trevor, what did you think about the first half? Just judging on like watching on TV. Is that, is that the impression that you got while watching it on from home? It, um, to put it very nicely for the most part sucked a lot. Um, it was just not good soccer from like either team at all yeah oh um, this was it was incredibly negative soccer from as from sporting kansas city other than their one attack 
they were doing nothing at yeah. all that first time. But also, like at the same time, like neither were we. Like it seemed right. like the totally. ball was in the middle third for the most part, and nobody could really like maintain possession <laughs> in any kind of meaningful way. It was it was like two counterattacking teams trying to counterattack. Yeah, but from a possession standpoint, which like never works, and it's always a little bit ugly. So, yeah. and that's that's really what it was. Um, I think once. Um, RSL, like like you said, with Brody coming in, it seemed like Brody was like rule number one is go forward, never go backwards. Yeah. And it seemed like once that was kind of the goal was to just get the ball forward and have Brody just take the ball forward. Like then there was actually like impetus to attack and the team was attacking and it definitely changed the game and changed the way the game was played. But yeah, from the first half to the second seemed like night and day and it was... Yeah. Yeah, it, and I it think was, that there's something to be said there. It for, was a big difference for our coaching staff too, just because of how different our team looked in the second half. I, I was really hoping to see that because I mean, we came in clearly with that at some level of of a game plan for that first half, and I think changed. I think things changed quite a bit going into the second half, and Andrew Brody was incredibly involved in the attack, and he is he's really good on the ball uh, when he's like running really fast. Um, and so I don't know I don't know what that means uh for like what he's going to play moving forward but he was clearly like really important to Real Salt Lake on Saturday. So um one one thing that I thought oh, was interesting about that uh is so that that attacking impetus did come when Brody came on. Um and I think Kyle's right that the second half brought more of that and a, a more defined plan for what we wanted to do going forward. Yeah. Um, but it it for me uh, underscores what we expect from our right back in the system. Yeah, and I think it there's a little asymmetry there because we don't expect that with Donny Toya. Agreed. And to a certain extent, we don't want it. Right? He doesn't have the the recovery speed to get back and defend, so he tends to be the one that shifts over in like a makeshift three. Yeah, um, you're right. In some attacking phases. So I wonder if part of the reason we struggled so much in that opening 30 minutes or so was that Aaron Herrera just wasn't quite right. Right. He was and, struggling to attack. Yeah. And if, if his speed was cut that much or, you know, he was his agility was hobbled or whatever the case, uh, he wasn't performing at a, an acceptable level. And that kept us from attacking, period, which I think is a, maybe an overstatement, but um, I, don't, I don't know. It might be, but I mean, and Freddie would tell you that it is because I, I heard in game talking about how that's one of Aaron's strengths. But I think it would be dishonest to say that Aaron clearly wasn't like ex nearly as explosive as Brody was when he came yeah. in. And he instantly broke down the defense in a way that we hadn't seen for the first 30 minutes of that game. Like he got in behind so quickly and I mean, it's not like Pablo like is unable to play that pass that he played, which was a great pass, but he can make that pass all day long. And it's not like he wouldn't have he would have been unable to make that pass if Aaron were making that same run. Like we got the same thing from Pablo that we could always get. But Brody was far quicker behind, to get behind the line than Aaron was. And that's probably because and we've seen good stuff from Aaron and, and we know that that's one of his strengths. But him not being right that day was clearly a contributing factor. So. Um, yeah. So also a good thing to mention about this match is that, um, so soon after that, that cross to Anderson Julio that went, um, unpunished by Anderson, uh, 
Rubio Rubin got um, a after like a really nice bit of uh, dribbling from Demir Krylock to get around a defender. Just a brilliantly like lofted cross to the other side of the eighteen, where Rubio Rubin was just kind of chilling, completely unmarked, <laughs> and had a one-on-one versus the keeper and played it coolly beneath his legs. But um, Rubio, his. his he mentioned that his family had never seen him play professionally in person, which was baffling to me. But like, so he went to, to Anderlecht like pretty, when he was pretty young. Um, so, and he's from Oregon. His family um, is Guatemalan, but he, he, I think he was born and raised in Oregon. Um, and they didn't travel to Anderlecht when, you know, he, he was over there. And then he, after Anderlecht, he was playing in Mexico and they weren't able to see him there either. He was briefly in San Diego, um, like leading up to COVID and then... Or mid-COVID, right? Mid-COVID, yeah, that's right. And so they they weren't able to see him there either. So his like entire family drove down from Oregon to see this home opener game. And like his, his mom, his dad, like his like um, nephew, his brother, his grandma were all there. And they were, I, I figured out where they were sitting. They were sitting on that, um, I think it's like the Ford corner, below the Ford stuff. So just to the right of uh, of the press box, um, which is great that he was able to score two goals right in front of them. So um, he scores that first goal, which is great because that was the first time his family had been able to see him play professionally, get to see him score a goal right in front of them. And then uh, just like later in the match, just an incredibly um, skilled solo goal that he ended, that he he scored. So the ball comes in from the ball almost went out of bounds, and I was really worried they were going to call this goal back. Like I, I thought the ball went out of bounds, and I said to Matt, I was like, if they VAR this and take, I was like, watch us score right here, and then they take the goal back because that was out of bounds. Ball gets played to Rubio Rubin. Ooh, we should ask who, Trevor. Yeah, Art is uh, out is going out over the touchline, and the sideline. There we go. Sideline is that a reviewable offense? I mean, I'll be honest. I don't think so because I don't think okay. I've ever seen it actually like be reviewed. Did you notice that review, on his second goal? I noticed that it was close, um, but on the TV, I don't think it like it didn't look like it was okay. actually close enough to be like concerned about it. Okay, because I think it was it probably was Brody on that side. He like barely kept it in. Um, it may have even been for, in my mind. It's Miram, but I can't remember why he was on that side. I don't know if it was after a corner or something. Um, but he, we barely kept the ball in. Uh, Rubio Rubin takes on <laughs> like what could be argued to be up to four defenders, but there were two that were like directly guarding him. There were four within the area and then like a fifth that was slightly to his right um takes on two directly a bunch of fake shots turns fake shot turn fake shot and then just drills it near post and scores again and just like i don't remember the last time i've seen an rsl player be able to score a goal like that like i genuinely cannot think of the last time we had a number nine who scored like that other like i was gonna say i think Saberino had one or two kind of like that it was a very it was a Sovereigno type goal, but yeah. um But it was definitely unusual yeah. to have an RSL player like not one touch it in. Yeah, yeah. scoring goals, yeah, but I mean, also like juking people in the box 
then getting off a shot and also having it score. Like we've had players that can do one of those things, but not all of it right. all in one go, like consistently. So that's so yeah. that's what I it's took away from that. Was like, it, right? What was that? Spindler tried to do that every time, but yeah, but yeah, he did. Not not usually successfully. <laughs> not usually. Yeah, it was. Well, it's, it, was, it's, it was fantastic. It's nice to have a forward that has that kind of confidence that he can go in there and do that kind of thing. <laughs> Just keep the ball like selfishly in the middle of yeah. four defenders and be able to do that. And then also put the shot on target and also score. Like those are all things that like we've had several players that try to put all that together and nobody can. Yeah. They always fall at one of those hurdles. So that, that was nice. That's what I took away from that. All right, so More of that, please. Uh, Ruby or Rubian was clearly very good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Turn, turned the match on its head multiple times, which, yeah, I think we uh, we have set a baseline, at least, of expectation. Yep. And hopefully it's a little below our expe- – hopefully our expectation is a little below where he's been performing the last couple of matches. Um, I mean, yeah, two goals, two assists in two games is, yeah. is not it's- – not sustainable, right? Um, no, it's but we know that not. he can perform at this level, uh, which I don't think is too surprising. But uh, he's continuing on from the good form he was in in San Diego. Um, the question I've got then is: uh, so Everton Louise was not in this match, yeah, and that. Uh, so we've talked leading up to the season about you know why are we playing three defensive midfielders? Like, oh, it's to get the best players on the field. Um, but then we saw Nick Beasler start at defensive midfield alongside Paolo Ruiz uh, with Albert Rusnak again shunted out to the right wing. Um, so is that what we can expect? Is this is this Freddy Juarez's system? You're talking about – I want to make sure we're clear on one thing. You're talking about playing three kind of defensive midfielders as, yeah. as a system rather than Everton Luiz being out of the game because like – we know why we Everton was out of the game, both. right? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it, it was wasn't like practice. a technical thing. I, I want to make it clear. Like yeah. he, he got injured before the game. Yeah, so he got injured in practice the other day. Um, Matt and I ran into Josh before the game started, and we and we were he like made some threatening comments. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> Josh. And, and so we talked about Everton for a sec, and we were like, "Oh, like I think this made Freddie's decisions a bit easier," meaning that we would. Th- expect that Demir Krylock would slide back into Everton's spot. Albert Rusnak would slide into Demir Krylock's spot. Rubio would be up top. Julio on the on the right, I suppose, or left. I can't remember. Um, the left, I guess. And Justin Miram on the other side. I was like fully expecting that to be the case when we got the lineup announcement. But as we were like walking to the press box, we got the notification and it was Nick Beasler instead. And we we're like, Okay, so uh, we certainly see Demir. Like, that was the chance to be like, okay, like now we can play Demir in his theoretical natural spot, and that's that. But clearly, Freddie and staff see Demir as our number 10. And it's worked so far, right? Like, and it's great. Yeah. And, and I, like, normally, I would have, I like, last season, without Rubio Rubina and Anderson Julio, I would have been very upset with that. I, that wasn't ideal when we started, but as like we've seen Demir when he's playing with a true number nine in front of him, when he's playing with an attack, we have Anderson Julio is essentially a second striker. And so we're essentially playing a four, four, two. 
by some measure um, or like a we're playing some formation where we have two stretch. It's like a four, one, two, one, two. Uh, yeah. Whatever it is. Anyway, we're playing like when there's less pressure on Demir to get far forward, the better he is. And so if that comes with him being the number 10 and he can still be a playmaker because he's still got two guys in front of him, Anderson, Julio and Rubio Rubin, then it's fine. And I think that's exactly where he thrives. And that's where we see these late runs where he's, scoring good headers where he's in the, in the past has scored goals from outside the box is when he's arriving late. And as long as he's got like two very strong attacking players in front of him, then I think it's fine. But I think that has greater implications for this team uh, in the <laughs> near future here when we've got another theoretical starter or two coming in uh, in the next like a month. <laughs> so this is where let's talk about those implications then, because I think okay. it plays pretty closely into what Albert Rusnak is bringing to the team. Uh, what, what his position will be. Uh, we, we can't have like four starting wingers. Right. So what do we do? Oh, what? but I'll bet we can. <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> I'm just I mean, saying, so, so what, it, it certainly seems like this team wants to. Yeah. We've and, been and wrong about a lot of lineup things and think, best, yeah, best, best positions yeah. to put players in. Like, we've been wrong about a lot of that so far. So, like, I wouldn't Never. be surprised if we'd sign Menendez and Wood shows up and they just get slotted in and we have four or five wingers playing forwards now. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good um, idea, but, like, I'm, I'm ready for right. it because – I don't know what else this team is going to do. So so what happens to Rusnak in that case? If Menendez comes in as a starter, if Julio is a starter. Are we like, talking about hopefully or what, what we think the team will do? What we think the team will do. But also, I want to know what you want. What do you, want, you want, Trevor? Right Tell now? us your deepest desires about Albert Rusnak. Straight swap Menendez for Rusnak. Why, who says no? I don't say no That's at perfect. all. Yeah, great. but also like he's the captain. That's they made a big deal happen, about though. him being the captain. So yeah, he's the captain. It's not going to happen. Like that's probably not going to happen. The, so, so if the that reality doesn't happen, that, then I have no idea yeah. what does happen. Except that we see Part, three subs every single game, and all three forwards are subbed yeah. out at the sixty yep. or sixty fifth minute, and they all yeah. just have the same roles. They're just fresh legs for the last thirty minutes of the game. And I think it's fine to bring player like good player. I think it's good to bring good players into challenge for spots. Yeah. Like I think we should have multiple players at multiple positions who you think could be the starter to challenge um, to challenge for those starting positions. But Albert could not be could not look more like the odd man out. Like Matt and I were just sitting there baffled almost the entire game, like watching his performance because. I mean, I was watching him as much as I could, but he was just like, he was invisible for like the entire game. Blase was the word that came to mind. He had that that one moment toward the end where he like had um, a couple really nice, like he, he had some couple fake shots and he got it. He had a good look play, had a shot with his left foot, went wide. um, And that was it. That was literally the only thing. Like he's a good passer, um, but he's not a dangerous attacker at all. And that's like what we're paying. And he's the most expensive player in RSL history. And it's not his fault that we decided to pay him all that money. 
But well, I mean, I mean it is because he threw a fit, and then we renewed his contract did, for a lot of money. Well, okay, you're right. There, there's a little bit of blame on him, but it's like, <laughs> go go get that money. But at the same time, you're going to get those expectations if you're going to get that. If, yeah. if you're going to be the most expensive player in RSL history, then you need to be one of the most impactful players in RSL history. And at the moment, he is like Andrew Brody showed him up offensively. Like it, it, it was just. It was it was wild. It, it, every single game that goes by, I'm just like, he doesn't fit in our team anymore. If if he's gonna play like this, he does not fit on this team at all. And when Bobby Wood is here, um, and I presume we're already, get, I mean, we're we're already playing somewhat of a four four two in attack. But like when we have two true strikers, and then like I, I do not understand how Albert Rusnak can can actually fit on this team. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing about the Albert Rusnak conversation. I'm kind of over it. Like, we've had the same conversation totally. over and over every single week. I don't think anything's going to change on the team level. I think it definitely should. But, like, until it does, like, it is what it is. I think he's, like, it It might be too strong to say that he's, like, actively harming the team. But, like, yeah. he is. He's not contributing so, in a meaningful way in a way that he well, should be at this so level and I until like this, that changes yeah i kind of want to stop talking about him because like he's not the player that needs to be talked about every single week he's I very middle of the road he doesn't agree. deserve this much airtime i agree but the the problem that he's faced that the reason why he's in the front of my mind now is because we have bobby wood coming in and yeah. potentially Joni menendez coming in and He's taking he's if he continues to start, he's taking away a spot from one of those two guys. So if we didn't have anyone in the pipeline and if this was our team right now, I would not care to talk about Albert Rusnak as much as I feel like he should be in my mind. Like if we did not have I, like I, I would I'd, I'd prefer having Albert Rusnak in there over Michael Chang, over Douglas Martinez, over Jason Ramirez, over Chris Mar- like Chris Garcia. I'm fine with playing Albert over all those guys right now. That's fine with me. I don't care. But the fact that we have Bobby Wood coming in here in a couple of weeks and then potentially Joni as well, it's like now he's actively causing a problem where he's captain and he is taking a spot away from someone who could come in and be more impactful. And I don't know if he could potentially be I, I, I don't see him getting benched is the thing. So I don't want I don't want him being the captain to come at a cost of us benching julio or even i mean i don't see that happening really or rubin i don't see that happening either but it's like i don't know how the math really adds up here if albert keeps playing yeah and i think my beef with it is the whole thing is really i don't want to say beef going at freddie but it seems like freddie's the one making the decision freddie's the one that keeps playing him and freddie hasn't been a coach long enough that we like truly get and understand like everything that he is and believes and does. I think he's finally like settling into all that. But I think one of the things we just have to accept, at least right now, until those players get there, Rusnak's going to play. Once yeah. Bobby gets here and if Johnny gets here, whatever, then then we can start getting mad about that. But I I don't see, <laughs> I see it as a enough. waste of energy to get mad about it until that actually happens. Because you're right. I, I think, think once Bobby yeah. and Johnny get here, if you're making those two signings, Somebody's got to sit, and it should be somebody that's underperforming, and that is obviously Albert Rusnak. So yeah. here's my devil's advocate take here. I 
and and you both know I agree with you. So I guess this is it'll ring a little hollow, right? Um, <laughs> but we've won our last two games in pretty convincing fashion. Uh, yes. We yeah. played some excellent attacking soccer. Uh, yes, Rusnak was not heavily involved in those attacks, but he was involved in the other moments. Also, go see what Albert was doing on Rubio Rubin's second goal. Yeah, Just that, like I, watch that play and see what see where he was. I, I'm still confused by that, like why he's standing <laughs> offside. But anyway, to, to back to my advocacy, I guess. Um, like, it, is he actively harming the team if he keeps play moving when uh, during like non-crucial moments? And it keeps the opposition from advancing too far. I, he's like, and he's you know a body at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. He's, yeah, I see what you're saying. But like, he's he a body is. at that point. And if you yeah. put a better player in there, that better player will also be a body, but they will also do more. Either defensively Agreed. or offensively. It doesn't matter. Like they will do more things. There will be more chances created. There will be more interceptions. Mm -hmm. There will be more of all the things that Albert is not producing. There will be more of them. So good for him for being a body on the field, but it's not good enough. Yeah. And, and that's really like the thing is I don't think he's actively harming us too much until we, until he's taking the spot away from someone who could make it that much better. And I think that one of these two guys coming in, if he's taking a spot away from one of them, then I think he is actively harming the team. But what I I mean, he's actively harming us in the way that he is the most expensive player in RSL history, and he's barely more noticeable than Nick Beasler out there. Like, Nick Beasler played a perfectly Nick Beasler game where he didn't make any, like, mistakes. He He didn't uh, do anything. He did have more key passes than Albert Rusnak. This is what I'm saying. Nick Beasler is the type of player that should be a body like he's cheap, yes. he's young, he's inexperienced. To have a body kind of. on your team, but he yeah. can be just a body on the field, and that's fine because it's Nick Beasler. Yes. Exactly. You're not exactly. paying Nick Beasler two million dollars a year <laughs> to be a body. <laughs> exactly. So, and that's 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 really the thing is that we could put Justin Portillo in at winger where Albert Rusnak <laughs> is, and it could be the same. It could be the exact same thing. Like I, that's what that's what's killing me. Do you think the same every, thing translates to Slovakia? <laughs> So that's the other thing is that um, towards the end of the game, after we, we we made some subs, Albert did move a bit more centrally and he looked better um, at the toward the end of the game. Um, obviously, the stakes were a bit lower as we were up three one at that point. But um, yeah, I like he plays. I know Ian brought up the point that he's like a winger. And he, so when he was at the in the City Academy and he was playing for Manchester City, he was a winger. He. um is also a winger for Slovakia. But then um, when he went on loan to Camber in uh, the Eredivisie, he played, he got moved centrally and is playing central attacking mid. And that's what he played at Groningen as well. So it's not like he shouldn't be used to this position as well. And also, like we saw what he did. Um, <laughs> we saw what he did the first like one, two seasons with RSL and it's been a steady decline since then. So it's like, we know what he's capable of. That's 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 what's really just like sometimes when I'm watching, I just can't get over like I've seen him do like really great things. And I'm just very frustrated that we have this guy in front of us. But anyway, um, I think that's enough on Albert. 
I think that kind of wraps up the whole game. Uh, yeah. Good game, clearly. It, it was a, a great game. Fun. It was honestly. I, I'm very, very pleased with the second half. I'm very pleased with the adjustments that were made at halftime. I think that's I think that's a good sign. And I think our substitution pattern has also been um better. <laughs> it should it also be noted that uh Kyle didn't celebrate or get raucous in the press box at all. Um <laughs> I was stoked. I was just like I was trying like you know <laughs> yeah it one, one of these is to... a lie actually i yeah. guess they're both kind of lies yeah kyle was yeah I, I tried to keep it like a little bit low-key but I, I was very stoked in the box when we scored so so uh yeah. let's move on now and talk the match on friday which is coming up very soon. Um, you're probably listening to this someday, sometime between Wednesday and Friday. So it's either coming up today in one day or two days. And if you're listening to this after the match has taken place, um, I hope you haven't watched the match yet. So you Thanks, can insert Matt. whatever. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so injuries, let's talk injuries really quick. I've got a, a short yeah. list. and I'm yep. curious if I've missed anybody. Everton Louise is out. Uh, we learned today that it's a second-degree MCL sprain. I'll be Just, honest, I vaguely understand that the MCL is a thing, and usually it sounds bad, uh, but a second-degree sprain sounds like it's better than it could have been. Is that the right read? Um, MCL is part of the knee. There's the ACL, yeah, yeah. the MCL, and the <laughs> LCL, and the ACL is the big one. The MCL is kind of big. Sprain means it's like, Hurt but not broken, so it's definitely recoverable. And I don't know what second degree means, but I if if I had to if you're asking me for a timeline, I would not expect to see Everton for like the next couple of games at least. Yeah, and that's second to be degree the MCL sprain you... sounds like a, at least a month or two. Yeah, and if anyone's listening to this pod who understands the human body, um, please be our body consultant. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on, <laughs> which is going to be hard a to normal do. job that people have. Yeah, for podcasts, <laughs> our body consultant for our podcast. That's right. Anyway, Aaron Herrera, list. Aaron Herrera may be out. Uh, have not heard an update yet. Uh, there may be one on Twitter that I have missed, but I did try to check. Um, I think it's likely he'll be out, but again, yeah. we don't know. He was moving just fine after the game. I don't think he was even iced up. Um, so I, I think there's a chance he plays. Yeah. And it's I wouldn't be surprised though, seeing Brody's performance if they were just like, let's play it safe. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's a good chance of that. And then Anderson Julio, I've written here what Kyle had said, a little tightness. <laughs> Isn't that what they said <laughs> when they came and told us that? Uh, yeah, it was a tight something. Was, yeah, something either quad or hammy was tight. I think it was his, yeah. One yeah. of those two. I blocked Which, it from my memory. Yeah, which is my way of saying I don't remember. But either way, <laughs> if we're down, I honestly winger, wouldn't be surprised if he if he also um, uh, came off the bench uh, or didn't play on Friday and we started Miram instead. And yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah, I was gonna say I if, think Miram. If we're down Miram's a winger, fine. we're fine because we've got a thousand of them. So yeah, I and, would love to see Jason Ramirez. No, just wouldn't. once for more than five <laughs> minutes. He he didn't get any time in preseason, right? Or did he get that? He got um, a little bit. He was he in got the some second time rotation. in that. Yep, in that reserves game that we watched, right? Yeah. Hey, Kyle. Guess what? Starting yep. soon. What Monarch season? You'll get plenty of Jason there. 
You mean designated player Jason Ramirez? Yes. For Russell, like, young designated player. Probably going to play a lot for the Monarchs. Yeah. It's honestly amazing that this <laughs> roster is shaped up as well as it has and that we're playing as well as we are right now, given the fact that one of our DPs is not even making the bench. Uh, another DP is Demir Krylock just because. Yeah, it's and, just shuffling around the money at that point. Yeah, which is just an accounting thing. And then we don't have a third one, do we? Albert. Uh, definitely Other Albert. Than, oh, wait, Albert. Sorry. Oh, I was, there. I guess I was, yep. Yeah, sorry. Freak. I forgot. Anyway, um, so that's it for injuries. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you know had to pinpoint so far this one, week. one player who may make a difference on Friday, uh, who would you pick? Uh, my difference maker is going to be Donnie Toya and whether or not he actually plays. Okay, so that's a good question. So I was listening to the RSL show today and they had a discussion about um, Jake and Josh both feel strongly that that Aaron Herrera should start playing on the left. Yep. Also because he that might be his best path onto getting the nas- getting to the national team, which I mean the right is very stacked. I mean, you've got Serginio Dest generally, but Serginio Dest can also play on the left. But there's a lot of players on, on the right that uh um that he would be in competition for. And the left side Reggie is a Cannon bit, is another one, yes, right? Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, he's a bit, he's got a bit of an easier path on the left side and he's played on the left before. Would you guys prefer Aaron on the left, Brody on the right, other yes. uh, versus, okay. Versus the alternative, which is Toya on the left, uh, Aaron on the right, Brody sub. I would, I mean, it's definitely something that like we should try. Yeah, like, we've I, got thirty I, some odd games this season. Let's roll it out for agreed. one or two and see what and happens. I am so, I'm fine with that. I'm so I, I think that's a good idea. But I also I want to see Ashton Morgan so bad in an MLS <laughs> game. I like this is my project, and I need it to be. I need to speak this into reality. I'm starting the dialogue. Ashton Morgan, 2021, left back. I need to see him in there. There's no way he's. Worse than Donnie Toya. Right? He was great in preseason, right? He looked great in preseason, especially next, attacking. Next time you get to ask a question post game to Freddie, I expect that to be the question. Hey, when are we going to see I more never, of Ashton Morgan? I never show up to those. I never do that. But I should just show up one time and be like, double dare. Yeah. Zoom. Let's do it. Um, <sighs> so for me, I actually, so I'm not opposed to trying that out. Um, I don't think we get the most of Aaron Herrera on the left, and not because Agreed. he's not capable on the left, um, but because we seem to be playing with the left back as a slightly more defensive fullback, and the right back as a slightly more attacking fullback. Well, see, and I think is... that still makes sense with Andrew Brody, right? He started as a yeah. winger. He's got real winger qualities. So it does make more sense to me to keep to put Aaron Herrera on the left in that case. And I don't, I don't think it would be bad, but we may lose a little bit out of him. Well, and that's the thing that I think is why it makes it work. Because um, Aaron, this season and part of last season, like he's a lot – this might be unfair. He's a lot more valuable as a defender than he is going forward a lot of times, I think, especially lately. Like, I mean, like I said, you saw the difference between Herrera and Brody like going forward just over preseason and, and the last game, like there's an obvious difference there and Herrera is still a great defender. So yeah. if you have somebody on the left, that's not really contributing a whole lot going forward 
and sometimes gets torched going backwards. Just put somebody there that can at least settle the defense on the left side. And if yeah, we lose man. a little bit of Aaron Herrera going forward, that's fine because we didn't really have a whole lot going forward from the left to begin with. Like he, he's not going to be worse than Toya going forward. So yeah, I think that's fair to say. Which is funny, Donnie Toya was a you know forward by trade when he came out of the RSL Academy, but that was a decade ago. So was he really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so believe it, I don't really remember did. that. Right, he's a winger. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Interesting stuff. All right, Kyle, who are you going to watch? I think this could be, I think Demir is going to have a really big game. Um, I, 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 I don't think Rubio can keep um, his thing going. Well, okay. I, I think he can, but I, I, I think um, there's a lot of talk about like, haha MLS, like you got your prediction so wrong about Real Salt Lake. And I'm, it's like, okay, we're two games in the season. We've only played literally two games. Like let's chill a little bit. I think there's going to be some come come down to earth moments in the next few weeks. And San Jose is really good. Um, so I wouldn't be fully surprised if we didn't get a win in this one draw, I think would honestly be acceptable in my opinion. Um, but I obviously want to see a win. I think Demir is going to have another really good game. I think he, I'm going to, uh, Ooh, I would love another goal, but I think he's going to have at least an, an assist in this game. Um, I'm just been, been very pleased with Demir and his performances lately. I think he's just a, I, mm, he's a great player. I, I think he's like one of, he's becoming like one of my favorite RSL players ever. Just the way he assisted that, that first Rubio Rubin goal was just, just a perfectly class, pass, right? Yeah. The way he got past the defender and then just like that lofted pass was just beautiful. So yeah. anyway. And if anyone, he kind of embodies what they aim for with the RSL way, right? Yep. Um, certainly more than our current captain who, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, does the RSL way include double parking to avoid your terrible vehicle getting scratched wagon getting like no one's doors are even tall enough to hit his like paint on his G wagon anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, we talked about this. Like I think the captain armband means more. Like, I I don't think Demir not having the cap, like he is a vice captain. I don't think it means any, I don't think it doesn't, it means less for him to not have the armband. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, I think people still look to Demir to be that guy regardless. And I like, whether or not he's wearing the armband, it doesn't matter, but he is that dude 100% anyway. And I don't like, I thought the Albert armband, him being the captain, was more of a challenge for him than being like he's the guy that everyone looks up to. Um, and so far, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. It is what it is. <laughs> Who yeah. are you looking right. to see, Matt? I am going to be watching Marcelo Silva as he picks up his first red card of the season. Oh my gosh. Trevor, did you see that? <laughs> did you? So not to mention his mis- his poor defense on their goal, but like they had a moment where Alan Plito was called offside where he, um, Ochoa made a pretty decent save, but like right as the shot was taken, I-, I can't even remember really when it was confusing the series of events, but Marcelo Silva, his studs were like on Alan Polito's face and it was after an offside call. Um, so I don't Extremely know if it could lucky, have been a, right? 
I don't know if it could have been a red, like it might have been a red card if they it were. You guys were in the press box, so I'll tell you they showed yeah. it on the they showed the replay on the broadcast, and I think Polito made a little bit of a meal of it. Like okay. he saw his foot up there and was like, "Oh, maybe. Yeah. Hang on, let's see." Because Polito shot after that, right? Yeah, like he yeah. that happened, and then he got the ball and shot, and then was like, "Oh, my head." Yeah, I like think. from the replay, it didn't look like he even like got okay. hit. And if he did, it was like very little. I figured as much. At the same time, though, his studs were oh, six no, feet it was in the air. <laughs> super dangerous. And it was, was it in the box or on the edge of the box? It was, it was on the edge. It was very I close. I think it was on the edge, but yeah. Okay. It was very nervy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't love that. Not, not He's, the sort of play we need from our offensive lineman. No. <laughs> offensive linebacker. <laughs> I don't know what these positions off- are. It was offensive lineman that comment okay. said, which is not how center. Well, anyway, no. Uh, Can we segue from Marcelo Silva into sure. my stat of the week that we're going to keep an eye on? Yes. You yes. ready for this? I'm going to do it. It's not this in the a, dock yet. Hold on. Oh, jeez. Okay, week. it's in the dock. How many? This you guys have to guess. How many shots on goal do you think San Jose has so far this season? They've played three games. <sighs> how many 15? goals have they scored? Uh, let's do some quick math on how many goals they have scored. Fifteen. That's five a game. Four, uh, seven, uh, eight. They've scored eight goals in three games. I'm gonna guess okay. eight. Eight shots on goal is Matt's guess. Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen is Kyle's. No, twenty. Oh no, <laughs> we're screwed. Okay. It yeah. fun to see Ochoa. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's the other part. Yeah. Is I tweeted this. The show is going to be tested. I tweeted this after or during the San Jose. I don't remember when I tweeted it, but anyway, Ochoa has faced three shots on goal so far this year, and he's yeah. allowed two goals. Now those aren't necessarily on Ochoa because at least yeah, one of them were like straight up just defense was terrible. But yeah, Silva was San Jose potentially accountable is, for two of those. Yeah, for. Both of those. San Jose <laughs> is probably going to rip us apart. I think. I think I would not be surprised to see us lose on Friday. I, I a draw. I'm I'm fine with. Would be extremely pleased to see us walk away with a win. But I, as you're saying, I don't think. I don't think our our defensive line can a defensive line that contains Marcelo Silva and Donny Toya. I don't think is going to hold up against San Jose's attack. No, they've um, got. I mean, some incredible players in their attack this year. Um, I mean, Cade Cowell's the obvious and easy one. Um, he's like this 17-year-old kid that's not going to be in the league for very long because he's phenomenal. Yeah. They've also got Jackson Ewell. They've got yep. he's um, really good too. Javier Lopez, who's pretty yep. good. Like, they've got good players in attack, and they're playing yep. really well so far this season. So Yeah, that Jackson Ewell volley was absurd. Yeah. It's going to be a fun game. Regard, I don't have any clue who's going to win or lose because I really think this game is just going to be like two really good offenses and two eh, kind of whatever defenses. But I think our defense is probably worse and their offense is probably better. Yeah, yeah I think that's right. But at least we're at home. At least we're at home on Friday nights. It's a Friday. It's a Friday night lights game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. So boy I'm, I'm pretty nervous about that one that was a fun surprise trevor 
Yeah, that was. I like stat of the week. Yeah. That's pretty. That's uh, delightful. <sighs> Do you, you guys? Should we end on some really weird controversy that I've been following? Yes. I, okay. I don't have anything else to say about the game on Friday. I'm sure we'll talk about stuff on the breakfast show on yep. Friday. So be on the lookout for that. We'll have meaningful thoughts and not whatever this podcast is. <laughs> it's great. That's what it is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, Kyle, go. Okay. So <laughs> this is super weird. So, um, uh, Minnesota United FC have a 17 year old player named Patrick Weah. Okay. Yep. And you might be like, Weah, that's an interesting name. That sounds like Timothy Weah, George Weah. That sounds like the so, son of the former president of Liberia. Yeah. Who is Timothy Weah? Yeah. So, t- Timothy Weah, form, uh, son of former like uh, Liberian legend George Weah. Uh, Current pre- wait is he the current president of I think Liberia? He's the current or like a very recent? Yeah, he was or currently is the president of Liberia. Timo Weah plays he for. Um, he's currently the president. Yeah. Okay, for Lille in France. Um. So Patrick Weah is this young dude who's playing for Man- for Minnesota United. He said like he's he's always referenced George as his uncle. Timothy as his cousin. He's mentioned this in multiple interviews that, that that they're cousins and that they're his family. This Instagram account called USMNT only said, don't sleep on 17 year old Patrick Wea who made his MLS debut last night for Minnesota United FC. He's someone who already has garnered a European interest. He's, he's, he's a really good player. And yes, he's cousins with Tim Wea, nephew of George Wea at Patrick Wea clapping hands. Okay, so that's that's fine. Great. Timo Wea commented on this post saying, this is not my cousin, crying face. He putting in work, though. Keep it up, G. <laughs> Star flame emoji. He commented again and said, the only cousin I got in the league is Kyle Duncan, and we're, and we're related by... Uh, he means blood, but it's like the syringe with like blood inside of it, which is a huh. I don't like. All right. So then people are like, wait, what? Like Patrick is literally saying that they're cousins in this interview links to an interview where Patrick way is saying like, yeah, George is my uncle. Timothy way is my cousin. And it's incredibly confusing. And I don't think there's been um, a resolution to this. Like Timothy way might not know that they're cousins. So George way, uh, his parents were separated when they were young and he was raised with his grandmother along with like some other, like um, maybe non-direct family uh, children and didn't talk to his parents much. Um, And so there's still like a weird thing where they're, they really might be cousins and Timothy way might just not know about it. But like, I'm just been, I've been following, I've been trying to figure out what is going on here. But imagine you say that like your cousin and is this person and, um, and like his last name is Wea. It's, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so confusing. So I have no idea what's going on here, but I'm very excited to see this, uh, to see where this ends up. It's, it's very fun. And I mean, wow. Huh. Isn't that weird? 
I'm on board yes. for this. Yeah, yeah, this is something I'm going to be following pretty closely <laughs> until we get a resolution. I know. I'm this like this is exactly I, the like, kind of thing that MLS needs. Wait, Patrick Wea. Wait, okay, Timo Wea posted on his Instagram. Oh, let's Hold see. Hold on, I gotta see what's going. Oh my gosh. He, he So Timo posted on his story, stop capping for the gram, stop capping for society. Y'all believe anything down uh, thumb sign. Stop spreading fake news. And people are like, is this about the <laughs> Patrick Wea thing? Or did somebody like report that he might have been injured at some point or something? Something like completely unrelated. Okay, hold on. I still don't know what capping means. Lying. Um, okay. Someone said, if I had to guess, Way is a common Liberian name. Patrick's father told him he was cousins with George, but it's probably something like second or third cousins, which would make this both accurate, our distantly, distantly related cousins, and false, not first cousins at the same time. I assume all pu- the publications have come from Patrick's story. Yeah, because like, um, yeah, I'm just so, I'm so interested in this story. I mean, in, uh, somebody contacted FIFA to try to uh, <laughs> get evidence about it. It's in Minnesota United's like we signed Patrick Way a news release that uh he's the cousin of US right? national team forward yeah. and nephew. So like even if it is like a second or third cousin, it says nephew of George of Wea. George Wea. Yeah, which would imply he's a first cousin of Tim. Yeah. Huh. He's gotta be. You can't have one but of like, those things be true. We need George to make an official Liberian presidential statement on this. Does George have a Twitter? Can we at him? Um, <laughs> L. Potus maybe. Huh. Related by. So Ginny is verified on Twitter, a... so maybe she would have the best bet on getting a response. So oh, we should have yeah. her asking Liberia. Right. Wait, sorry. What did you just say? I said uh, Ginny's verified on Twitter, so she'd probably have the best uh, response <laughs> at getting. Yeah, probably. Her best chance at getting a response. Yeah, she doesn't like to abuse that power like I probably would. Um, RSL soapbox is verified. Oh, that's right. We could get we could get an RSL soapbox. Con- so people are also speculating on Patrick Wea's age because he they say he's seventeen, but is this okay? I I don't like that kind of Look stuff. At, like I know I don't like it either. He clearly that's like, like went to high school, went to college. Yes, but he was playing college ball when he was 16, which is another which yeah, is another like, uh, crinkle in the story. I, it does happen, but people are now like trying to dig into whether he's been lying his whole life about stuff. And I'm just like, I don't understand how we get to the bottom of this. And I really am just desperate to find out if they're actually cousins. Huh. He's, a, he's a big dude, but he could be 17. I mean, I, I look at 17-year-olds these days. I'm like, dang, I wasn't that big when i was 17 um i'm just so i just really need to understand and i i any any guidance on this would be boy greatly appreciated yeah so anyway so there's an entire investigation going into uh what's going on here apparently um there was an all another weird uh minnesota thing with um charlie kennan and um, so Charlie Kennan was a player who played for Minnesota United and he was apparently popular. Um, wait, hold on. Let me find this real quick. 
I just did a Google search for Carly Kennan and it pulls up uh, JesusPreacher.com, which is yeah. uh, Pastor is Charlie Kennan. Oh, so, so sorry. I think he works for Minnesota um, United. I'm not really sure what his situation was with them. Um, I don't know if he worked for them or what, but um, like he was popular among like the U.S. men's national team Twitter um and i think he was either a minnesota united fan or employee or something like that but like they he apparently had this big lie where he lied about having a brain tumor and he got was getting like all this sympathy from oh, minnesota united he was getting sounds familiar yes do you remember this not like Wild. all the de- i remember that yeah basically minnesota the team and the fans got like catfished by this guy for a while yep <laughs> like just straight <laughs> yeah. up lied about something yeah i don't remember what it was but like brain cancer or something like that Sounds like what it was. Yeah, he was like a that Minnesota United like insider type guy, but uh, he might not have even been real at all. I guess like the name he he created. I don't know how he got found out, but um, pretty pretty wild stuff going on in Minnesota. So I don't know. It seems like just kind of like a weird family confusion thing. I mean, George Weah was is a very like iconic figure in. Liberia in general. Um, so someone with the last name, I could see somebody saying that like, I, like I bet Patrick genuinely believes if it's not the case, I'm sure he has no reason to not believe that it could just George be, is. Okay. This is going to be my favorite possible resolution for this story is it sure. could just be like his parents told him when he was a kid, yeah. George Wea, that's your <laughs> uncle. You should be a good <laughs> soccer player. Like George, Wea. like, Look up to your uncle and like not even close. They just like like lied to him his whole life. She's Native American or whatever. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like he's 17 and talking to the press and signed for a professional team. And then yeah. his parents are like, oh no, somebody's going to have to tell him. But it's like too late at that point. You can't unring <laughs> like, a bell. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And they're going to have to pull him aside oh, and be like, man. hey, that stuff we were telling you your whole life, that was just like motivational. It's not true. Yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's my favorite resolution of this whole thing. I will say that I have cousins I have, I may have met, but haven't seen in thirty-five years. So I mean, yeah. So I think if somebody said they were my cousin, I wouldn't immediately say they weren't my cousin. If somebody said they were my first cousin, that's like a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, and and there are probably some cultural things tied up in yeah, like what we consider first cousins and. Like, totally. what is a cousin just a first cousin on first? Yeah, like, said, like calling someone an uncle is like not necessarily just a family okay. thing. Like people call a lot of people, people call friends of the really close friends, uncles. Right. Know, but there's also aunts. a difference between saying like, I'm his nephew. Yeah, or, that's true. And saying like, he's my uncle. That's true. You know what I mean? Fascinating. This is really it good. is so fascinating. So I've been, I've been really into this the last like, I discovered I'm so tired. I went to bed silly last night because I discovered this at like 1230 and I was like, dang it, I can't go to sleep yet. I have to figure <laughs> out what's going on here. And I wasted like 45 minutes trying to figure out what was happening here and I no one knows anything. <laughs> it's All just right. like it's just Instagram comments. Well, we anyway. here at Off the Crossbar will stay on this story. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll follow up on. and we'll let you know. Either That's that right. or we'll forget. I might forget. I, might unless, forget. I don't follow any of these accounts. I just I I I'm subscribed. I I joined the. I've been part of the 
U.S. soccer subreddit for like a decade now I'm or whatever. Very sorry so to hear sometimes, that. oh, it's a nightmare. And I rarely look at Reddit, but sometimes I'll just pull up the app on my phone and see what shows up first. And that was one of the things <laughs> was oh. that Timo Weah says Patrick Weah is not as good. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I don't even, I was like, that was, that was the first thing I heard about. It. I was like, I don't even know who Patrick Wea is. Anyway. And now you do. Now I do. Wow. We've gone long again today, but I'm, it's, it's, uh, yeah, that's our hour and a half. Got a lot to talk about. <laughs> so that's our MO. So that's right. wrap it up. Well, that's okay. Everyone listens on like two to two and a half speed anyway, right? I think so. I mean, yeah. I, hope I wonder so. what I sound like in two, in double speed. If you don't, Try it. See if you there's, like it. There's one way to find out. Yep. It's pretty easy, well, Kyle. <laughs> yep. We are available on yep. all major podcast networks. Including well, some others. Some are not as major. major. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, I guess we should say goodnight. And I will see you on Friday, Trevor. And oh, Kyle, yes. I will send my I send my regards. Okay. I've got a I've got a sibling's wedding to attend. Oh, yeah. I was curious how that One resolved. half of it. Uh, one half of it is on Friday. That's fair. Wait. Okay. I know we already hit over, but you have to explain one Sorry. half of my she, sibling's she's wedding. She's getting married in the temple on Friday, ring ceremony on Monday. Be, I don't I don't actually know why. Oh, because the uh, venue booking versus and temple booking. Uh, like, was, oh, just couldn't okay. line it up? Yes. Oh, okay. okay well. And she's marrying a canadian so there's oh. add there was added complications so oh, that's oh. fair uh so monday or friday monday so uh yeah anyway so that's why so i get to do two weddings this weekend then maybe i will see you on the following saturday yep i will be there i'm not missing a single home rsl game this year that is my except for this whoa, one. whoa. you except are missing one. a single home <laughs> rsl game oh, sorry <laughs> i was gonna say after the, yeah and i might honestly but uh I would love to not. Anyway. We got some good ones coming up. <laughs> we do. All right. Well, good night, guys. All right, guys. Good, good night. night.